from BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast, is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. This is the story of The One. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. Danielle Moody here, host of the Woke AF Daily podcast. We've been with iHeart for a year, and what a year it has been. As we head deeper into 2024 and yet another life-changing election cycle, Woke AF Daily is here to keep you sane and woke. Make Woke AF Daily your podcast destination for 2024 election news and analysis. Listen to Woke AF Daily Season 5 on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The best conversations I have with my colleagues are the ones that happen when no one is looking, when we're not 100% sure yet what to write. Hopefully, having conversations like this can help you figure out your own point of view. That's kind of our job as Washington Post opinions columnists. I'm Charles Lane, Deputy Opinion Editor. And I'm Amanda Ripley, a contributing columnist. We're going to bring you into these conversations on a new podcast called Impromptu. Follow Impromptu now, wherever you listen. This Day in History class is a production of iHeartRadio. Hello, everybody. I'm Eves, and you're tuned into This Day in History class, a show where we travel back in time one day at a time. Today is February 14th, 2020. The day was February 14, 1949. Miners in and near the town of Asbestos, Quebec, in Canada, went on strike. The strike helped lead to the Quiet Revolution, a time of political and social turbulence in the province of Quebec during the 1960s. Asbestos is a silicate mineral used in fabrics in fire-resistant and insulating materials. Now, asbestos is known to cause cancer and other serious health issues. But in 1949, people around the world used asbestos in common products like home insulation, packing materials, brake pads, and electrical wiring. And Quebec supplied most of the world's asbestos. Asbestos was a mining town in Quebec's eastern townships. The miners there were demanding higher wages, paid holidays, union participation and management of the mines, a pension, and company action to protect workers against illness caused by asbestos exposure. But the negotiations that took place between December of 1948 and February of 1949 went nowhere. Both parties were required to go to arbitration, but because the government favored pro-business arbitrators, the miners were sure that arbitration would not turn out well for them. So at a General Assembly of Miners on February 13th, the miners decided to go on a strike. 
early on February 14th, the strike began. Workers from Thetford Mines, Quebec, also joined the strike. The miners were represented by the Canadian Catholic Confederation of Labor, a group of unions that the Catholic Church established in 1921 to counter the anti-clerical and socialist influence of international unions. But Maurice Duplessis, the premier of Quebec, and the conservative Union National Party that he led supported imperialist interests and undermined unions. The government declared the strike illegal and sent provincial police to asbestos. The Catholic Church largely supported the strikers, which was significant because it usually sided with Duplessis' government. Joseph Charbonneau, the Archbishop of Montreal, gave a speech in which he said that, quote, the working class is the victim of a conspiracy aimed at crushing them. And when there is a conspiracy to crush the working class, it's the church's duty to intervene. He even called for people to donate to the strikers' families. But Duplessis pushed the church to get the Archbishop to resign, and Charbonneau ended up becoming a chaplain in Victoria, British Columbia. But the Johns Manville Company, which owned the mine many of the workers were employed at, hired replacement workers. The strikers set up roadblocks to keep the workers from getting to the mines, and the strike became violent. Police attempting to break the picket lines attacked strikers with tear gas, and strikers beat and disarmed police. More heavily armed police were sent into asbestos, and on May 6, they arrested around 200 people, though most were soon released. Just over a week later, the union leaders were arrested on conspiracy charges. The violence that erupted as part of the strikes garnered media attention. Archbishop Maurice Roy of Quebec City mediated the strike as it dragged on. On July 1st, the strike finally ended when the two sides reached an agreement. Miners got a wage increase of five cents per hour rather than the 15 cents that they wanted. But their health and safety demands were not addressed, and many of them did not get their jobs back. Labor unionist Jean Marchand, journalist Gérard Pelletier, and union activist Pierre Trudeau all played significant roles in the strike. They eventually transitioned into political careers and became known as the Three Wise Men. The strike marked a turning point in Quebec's history and set the stage for the Quiet Revolution, a time of rapid change in the province. I'm Eve Jeffcoat, and hopefully you know a little more about history today than you did yesterday. If you'd like to follow us on social media, you can do so at T-D-I-H-C podcast on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. If you prefer something a little bit more formal, then you can write us at thisday at iheartmedia.com. Thanks for listening, and I hope you'll be back tomorrow. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, We've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. At 
Grand Canyon University, we believe in equal opportunity, and the American dream starts with purpose. Whether your pursuit involves a bachelor's, master's, or doctoral degree, GCU's learning environments are designed for supportive networking and collaboration. With over 330 academic programs, GCU provides a path to help you fulfill your dreams. The pursuit to serve others is yours. Find your purpose at GCU. Private. Christian. Affordable. Visit gcu.edu. Danielle Moody here, host of the Woke AF Daily podcast. We've been with iHeart for a year, and what a year it has been. As we head deeper into 2024 and yet another life-changing election cycle, Woke AF Daily is here to keep you sane and woke. Make Woke AF Daily your podcast destination for 2024 election news and analysis. Listen to Woke AF Daily Season 5 on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. As important as choosing the right destination when traveling is choosing the right travel partner. Gene! Gene Fodor! Gene was good! But be careful. Because the worst trips result when two partners have two different agendas. The CIA really needs your help, Gene. Freeze, Americano! Gene, run! Listen to Fodor's Guide to Espionage on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.